Hello, and welcome to the Christ Table Podcast, a Bible study for those who struggle with digging into the Bible, but who want to develop a richer faith, one with some meat on its bones. I'm Kevin Young, a media guy turned minister who's passionate about helping others thrive, especially spiritually. If you're unaware, Christ Table is a movement of people returning the church to her roots, in homes, around tables, over food with old friends and fresh conversations. Check us out over at www.christtable.today. In the meantime, today's study continues the topic of unity as we make our journey through the book of Ephesians. We'll be in chapter 4, verses 17 through 25. Let's dig in. As we have walked through the book of Ephesians, one of the things that we have found is that Paul has kind of been peeling the layers of the onion when it comes to unity. He started really just kind of globally speaking about what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus Christ and all of the things that Christ has done for us. And he's been getting closer and closer and closer to this idea of then how do we be people of unity, not just in our religious circles, but how do we be people of unity in our families? How do we be people of unity in our communities? How do we be people of unity in our marriages and in our families and in our most important relationships? And now he is really putting shoe leather to his ideas and is getting really practical about how we accomplish that. And so when we now jump into today's Bible study readings and chapter 4, verses 17 through 25, he's going to get kind of real specific, and he's also going to, um, he's also going to make us pause and think a little bit about who we are and where we are and making sure that we are being unified with the right people and with the right things. So let's just jump right in here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17, Paul writes, with the Lord's authority, I say this. So he must have felt that maybe there would be a little bit of pushback from people. Paul, that's just you saying that. And so Paul writes, no, with the Lord's authority, I say this, live no longer as the Gentiles do, for they're hopelessly confused. Paul's writing to a church that, for all intents and purposes, is kind of like an ancient um, Las Vegas Um, it's kind of like an ancient Dubai. It is a city that is at the crossroads of commerce, like in New York city or a London or uh, a Dubai, but it's also at the crossroads of excess and entertainment, a resort community that many people came to, uh, in order to experience all of the pleasures, all of the sensualities of life. And so it was a cosmopolitan city like no other in the ancient world. And it is a Gentile, meaning not a Jewish city. So when Paul writes, live no longer as the Gentiles do, what he's saying here is, I want you to look around at the people in the community, the cosmopolitan community that you're living in, people who are chasing things other than Jesus, temporal pleasures, are chasing money, are chasing wealth, or or, are chasing sex. Those things, as a follower of Christ, we should be looking at those things and saying those people are 
are hopelessly confused about what they should be changing, about what they should be chasing. One of the things that I think is helpful sometimes in passages is to swap out words in order to help us understand it a little bit better. And so I think it would be very easy because Americans are Gentiles for us to simply swap out that word Gentiles with the word Americans here, with the Lord's authority. I say this, live no longer as the Americans do, for they are hopelessly confused. Their minds are full of darkness. They wander far from the life that God gives because they've closed their minds and hardened their hearts against them. That is a willful choice to harden one's heart and to close one's mind against God. Why would somebody do that? Well, there are multiple reasons why somebody might close their mind or their heart to God. But whenever we close our mind and our heart to God, the Bible is quite clear. We're closing our mind and our heart to light. And as God is light, if we close ourselves off to that, then we become a person who lives in darkness. And Jesus said that people would rather live in darkness because their deeds are evil because the things that they want to do are godless. They're hopelessly confused and they wander far from the life that God gives because they've closed their minds and their hearts off to God. They have no sense of shame, verse 19. They live for lustful pleasure and eagerly practice every kind of impurity. But this isn't what you learned about Christ. And so Paul is kind of setting up here an either or. I don't think Paul's point is to pick on people who don't know God. I don't think Paul's point is necessarily to set up this dichotomy between us and them. Jesus was very clear, be in the world, but not necessarily of the world. And this is this is kind of what Paul is encouraging here once again, is I know that you have to live in Ephesus. I know that you have to live in this world that is hopelessly confused as to what they should be doing and be chasing. But also, you should understand that you need to be radically different than those Gentiles are living or than those Americans are living. That's not what you learned about Christ. And so what we see happen, actually, when we look back at history, is the believers who were listening to Paul and who were following the way of Jesus in the second century, which is very early in the church, it says these letters began to be disseminated among the Christians in Asia Minor and and the area, is that Christians began to see themselves and speak of themselves as a third race. They no longer kind of considered themselves Jews because Jews wanted to keep Judaism the way that it was and not see Jesus as being the Messiah and the fulfillment. And even though many of the people who were coming to followership in Jesus were Gentiles, they still did not any longer see themselves as being of the Gentile race. They were Gentiles, but they kind of saw themselves as this different thing, this third race thing. There can be negative in that, but I also think that there is positive in that it allows us to see ourselves as being strangers, outsiders in this world, having our our citizenship in some other place, and some other nation. And spiritually, whenever we follow Christ, that is precisely what happens. 
Verse 21, Paul says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life. Whenever Paul uses language like this here and, and in other places, what what's in view, we've just experienced the Olympics worldwide. Finally, the 2020 Olympics finally happened. This is kind of the idea here that Paul has in mind, throwing off your old sinful nature, your former way of life, throwing off those things that uh, weigh you down, that are unnecessary to this new event, this new life in which you're living. If you're a swimmer, you want the least amount of resistance and drag as possible. If you're a runner, you want shoes that are going to give you the best and greatest forward momentum. If you're in track and field, you, you don't want to be wearing things or carrying things around that are unnecessarily heavy. And so Paul says you need to throw off all of these old things and all of these former ways of life because they are no longer helpful to you and in your new mission. Those things, that life in which you lived before, verse 22, is corrupted. It's corrupted by lust. It's corrupted by deception. Paul's going to come back to this idea of deception in just a moment. But he says, instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. Jesus and the New Testament, the Bible itself, is always coming back to the power of the mind, the presence and the prevalence of the mind in determining who we are and how we think. We can go in many directions in our life, and, and many of those directions that we can go are, are ultimately highly destructive. But our minds can make us believe that that's the path that we should take. We see this happening a lot right now with conspiracy theories and pseudoscience and, and things that our mind, if follows, leads us astray. And we believe we're on the right path, but we're not. Jesus says, you know what? That, that's not the way of Jesus. You need a brain transplant. You're going to have to renew your thoughts and your attitudes. You're going to have to let go of that old way of thinking and that old life. It was absolutely and unequivocally confused. Christians have to think differently than those who do not follow Christ. Now, there's a bit of a danger here because many times the examples that we look to and see as being those people who are Christians may not be following the way of Christ. I see many Christians who follow politics. I see many Christians who follow power. I see many Christians who follow a lot of pastors. And many of those politicians and power brokers and pastors are not following Christ. But to other weaker Christians, it may seem as though that is the way of Christ, and it's not. We should look different than the world. And if the Christians who we're following look like the rest of the world, it's probably not the way of Jesus. Paul's saying here that, that Christians think differently than those who don't follow Christ. How do you know who follows Christ? Well, it's not because they say they follow Christ. I'll tell you. I'll tell you the best way to know whether or not someone follows Jesus Christ. Do they live in the fruits of the Spirit? Galatians chapter 5, 22 and 23. I wish I, I, wish I had it here to put it up, but you can look it up, write it down, or 
come back and, and get it out of the video. Timestamp is what, 13 minutes and 38 seconds in. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23 talk about what happens whenever somebody follows the way of Jesus. They become people of love, joy, peace, long suffering of others, patient, humble, good, not self serving. And the whole list is there. It also gives a list right near there in Galatians chapter five of people who, who are not following the way of Jesus, the, the rotten fruit of a spirit that is not the spirit of God. Just because somebody says they're a Christian doesn't mean they're on the way of Jesus. Don't follow those people. Follow the people who follow Christ and the people who follow Christ are really easy to pick out using Galatians 5, 22 and 23, the fruit of the spirit. Paul says that nature, those clothes, those are the things you need to put on. Verse 24, put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Not just saying you're righteous, not just acting self-righteous, but truly righteous and holy. And then Paul's going to begin to cut to the chase. And we're going to pick up on the rest of what Paul says about how to make sure that you are being truly righteous and holy when we pick this back up next week in our study. But I'll give you a little, a little beginning of that here in verse 25 as we close. Paul says, one of the ways in which we put on a new nature in which we are like God, truly righteous and holy, is to stop telling lies. Let us tell our neighbors the truth, for we are all parts of the same body. Lying and deception is of the world. It is not of God. What is a lie? Lie is something that is not truthful with the intent to deceive. Many of us have been lied to and believe these lies. You know, I just had an argument a few minutes. An argument is a strong word, but just had a conversation with someone a few minutes ago who, um, who in the midst of this pandemic is believing lies Naming the name of Christ, but believing lies. It's tough to see. It's tough to see someone who names the name of Christ, follow lies, and then tell lies. We must be people of truth if we are people of Christ. If we are not people of truth, we are not people of Christ. The Christian life must be radically different from the old life. If your life as a follower of Jesus Christ looks, looks no different than the average Joe, looks no different than the life that, that you lived before you came to Jesus Christ, then it's not me challenging, it's the Bible challenging whether or not you're actually living the Christian life. Those are tough words to hear. Those are tough words to say. I would love to just sit here and say, nah, live however the hell you want to live. Paul says no. Jesus says no. The Christian life must be radically 
different than the Gentile life, than the American life. Here's the question. Is the life that you're living radically different? Is the life that you're living radically different? This Bible study from the book of Ephesians is brought to you by Christ's Table. If you'd like to join us in the study, there's an easy-to-follow guide in the show notes. We'd love to have you join us. You know, 65 million adults in the United States have dropped out of church, and that number will grow by 2.7 million before the end of this year. We here at Christ's Table are committed to doing something about that. We're committed to creating a world where the table is once again the center of the home, the center of family life, and especially the center of faith formation. Our mission, it's simple, to help people eat freely and drink deeply of life and of faith. Find out more about us by going to www.christtable.today. When you get over to Christ's Table, be sure to sign up for our email list. And for those who choose to donate, I've got a resource box that I want to send you in the mail as my thanks. And trust me, you're going to like it. By the way, the podcast is available because of the generous donations of our listeners and the incredible community of people who call Christ Table their spiritual home. Join us on our next episode as we continue our step-by-step study through the book of Ephesians. And if you'd like to watch these Bible studies live, there's more information on our website about that as well over at www.christtable.today. Thanks so much for listening. We wouldn't be here without you. Until next time, I'm Pastor Kevin Young, and this is the Christ Table Podcast.